0: It's 11:14 p.m your innocent google search for climbing training started two hours ago and what started as a quick search to learn how to get better has turned into an odyssey of epic proportions because the first article you read seemed great but it didn't agree with the next one or the next one You're growing wary and confused. Every coach has a different name for everything. The terms are a labyrinth designed for despair. Power endurance, strength endurance, drag grip, crimp grip. I mean, what is all this shit? And should you start using a hangboard? Because no one seems to agree on that either. And somehow it seems your innocent desire to improve your training will require blood and sweat and doing something torturous every night of the week. And why are there so many ab workouts to do when you just wanted to go rock climbing anyway? It's madness, pure madness. And here you are spending time making 1,000 little confusing decisions instead of getting anything done. But perhaps there is another way. If you're ready to stop the madness and get a training plan that actually works for you and your schedule, then check out Crush It! There's one for boulderers and one for sport climbers, and these self-guided training plans allow you to tailor your training to your schedule and goals. No madness required. Head on over to the show notes to learn more about the Crush It! programs and start training today. Are you currently locked out of your house? Well, Gnarly Nutrition can help you with that, but they can help you get the most out of your athletic endeavors by providing you with high quality and tasty sports nutrition products. As someone who likes to do a lot of moving, having Gnarly Supplements to back me up is a pretty huge deal. When I'm eight days on and I'm trying to train for climbing after ski touring, Gnarly products like their pre-workout and creatine give me a little extra boost to keep me doing a reckless amount of physical activity. Gnarly is a proud sponsor of the Average Climber podcast. You can check out the wide range of Gnarly products over at gonarly.com. Sometimes you have to think about big questions like what's the point of knowing a lot about what optimal training or what optimal nutrition looks like if you never actually implement it or worse you implement it a little bit but never actually stick to it. So today we're talking all about consistency and we're talking about habit formation because at the end of the day. What is consistency, but the process of forming quality habits and learning how to stick with them long enough to make a difference in your efforts, whether they be climbing related or not. So sit back, relax. You're listening to The Average Climber Podcast. Hey there, Caitlin. I I need to ask your opinion about
1: something. Alright, I, I would love to offer it up if it's useful.
0: Great. Yeah, no, I've I've been really thinking about this and ugh, something I need to know. What do you think the most like goth bird species is?
1: <laughs> ravens. Ravens? For sure. <laughs> crows. Ooh, for sure. Yeah.
0: Okay. So ravens and crows.
1: Yeah, final
0: answer. Final answer. Which one was the Edgar Allan Poe poem? Do you raven. Remember? The, the raven? raven? Or wasn't the crow? No, it was the Raven. Okay, fine. All right. All right. Well, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I do have some fun facts about magpies. Oh, and I the hate folk- magpies.
1: What? What's wrong with them? Me- they're beautiful. They're noises, Lauren. Okay. Oh, God. Well, just awful. Anyway, please continue. Okay, well. Maybe okay, are to f- the seen birds.
0: <laughs> no, that's so true. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, like, ravens are goth, and then, like, magpies are, like, seen. <laughs> magpies? People have created some tales about these birds, and the reason I bring this up is because I was talking about just getting tattoos and whatever, and I was like, magpies are pretty. Like, those probably make nice tattoos, and my friend was like, did you know magpies are a symbol of death? And yeah. I was like, Damn, Amy, shit, I didn't know that. She was like, I didn't want to burst your bubble.
1: Wait, I thought crows were.
0: Okay, I feel like everyone's just like, oh, a black bird that makes bad noises, ominous, but okay, (laughs) wow. Wow, great band title. Yeah, but anyways, okay, so, some things about how the church has created some rumors (laughs) about magpies. Okay. They're doing the magpie dirty, so. In, in the 19th century, a vicar reported one of his servants explaining that the magpie was the only bird not to enter Noah's Ark, preferring to sit outside chattering and swearing in the pouring rain.
1: And just, <laughs> just mocking like, all the people all and animals.
0: <laughs> you idiots are getting in that thing. They're just sitting there. They're like, I was going to fly away. I don't know. So apparently that's. That's some magpie lore. And apparently people also believe that magpies are the reincarnated spirits of evil nuns.
1: Evil nuns? Okay, well, hold on. Back up. Backing because up. Because what?
0: <laughs> Backing up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Backing up.
1: <laughs> That's for all you SpongeBob Anyone? fans out Anyone? there. Anyone? <laughs> <laughs> evil nuns. I think I'm fixated on that now because, excuse me, what? I Is mean, this like a plot to overthrow the church? Because wow, that's pretty yeah, metal. So
0: yeah, if you just look into magpie lore and the church, magpie, t- magpie lore, magpie uh, lore, magpies are pretty pretty metal. All things considered, also, who
1: named those? Like you get the raven. The, crow. the crow. Magpie. Magpie. <laughs> yeah. What?
0: Yep. Oh, that could be another. Maybe I'll dig into that later. The fun, the etymology of why they're called magpies. Yeah, it's kind of a pretty nerd name for a beautiful bird. But anyways, people have put a lot of symbolism around this bird. It's wild. And with that, welcome to the Average Climber <laughs> Podcast, where we talk about rock climbing and how to make you a better rock climber. I'm Lauren Abernathy. I am a coach and certified personal trainer, sitting here with my co-host...
1: I'm Caitlin. I am a certified nutrition specialist. And today
0: we are going to talk about forming habits and how all that happens. And yeah, it's going to be a good conversation. And I'm really excited to talk about this because habit formation is kind of the root of all long-term change. So I feel like we should talk about that a little bit more. So Caitlin, I think what's really unique about you as a nutrition professional is that you are you sure she's like i can't believe we're starting the episode and i just had to transition from evil nuns to being a professional right now
1: i'm still stuck on that so
0: it's a lot to take in i'm like look i'm still like wanted to dig it there's apparently native american lore about magpies too this is kind of fun i bet there's some scary stories and now on to the show (laughs) and now on to the show we won't get hung up on this Okay. <laughs> are you ready? How do you feel? Are you, are you collected?
1: I'm, I'm, you know what? <laughs> Fake it till you make it. Let's hear it. <laughs> all right.
0: All right. So, okay. My question for you, like, cause I feel like something that's really unique about you as a nutritionist is that you're very much like, I want to help people form better habits so that when they leave working with me, they actually like have tools and sustainable things, not just they ate carrots, twice a week when they worked with me we did it right <laughs> so like how yeah oh my god that's why Kayla's a nutritionist but like <laughs> Eat why carrots. like what does it look like to take like a more habit-based approach to nutrition versus like other things like what is yeah can you just kind of talk about that a little bit and like why that's been your approach primarily
1: yeah so i think what's interesting about nutrition diets and the way that we generally eat, we form our preferences at a young age. Mm, So essentially you're, you know, you're conditioned as a kid with the things that you like, you don't like, maybe your eating environment, whatever contributes to that forming. There are a lot of factors there, but it's, it is interesting to see when people come to me, we talk about their childhood, we talk about their families and their eating behaviors, those habits and Oftentimes there will be this, you know, level of thoughts and behaviors that are conditioned from mm-hmm. early childhood, but oftentimes too, as adults, like we develop our own patterns of eating too. So with a habit, it's not that we're necessarily trying to like revamp what you're already doing. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to add additional supportive habits because ultimately, like you're you're a human being you've gotten to this point, you must be doing something right. And it's it's definitely easier to add things on than to try and subtract. So I try to take like a very flexible approach. And the goal isn't to like, you know, sit there and go, oh, you have to all of a sudden now drink a whole bucket of water when you wake up. From a bucket. From a bucket <laughs> exclusively. <laughs> but it's the goal is to figure out what you're already doing that we can then enhance or emphasize and this is based on your goals so we take that habit-based approach to say okay what can we do if your goal is to drink this much water a day Mm -hmm. what can we do as an action step to actually get there throughout the day so if it's like okay drink eight Eight ounce glasses of water, so like 64 ish ounces. How can we break that down? Okay, maybe you have a glass of water with breakfast, lunch, and dinner. There you go. There's yeah, three of your like glasses. Yeah, three like, actionable.
0: Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Would this be so? This is different from like for the next 10 weeks, we'll put you on, and also I know there's like validity to being on certain like more restrictive diets, especially if mm-hmm. you're trying to do like an elimination diet to figure out food sensitivities. Right, right. But like, you know, is that kind of a different approach versus? Like- I'm going to put you on this specific like meal plan for 12 weeks. And I don't know. It just seems like trying to get you to form new habits in your nutrition, like step-by-step seems like a lot more sustainable than trying to be on a new, completely new way of eating or like a very different way of eating. That's like more restrictive. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think there's a time and place for specific diets and not all of them are for weight loss. Of course, there's different reasons and Mm -hmm. Of course, we're kind of talking about like the general public, not necessarily the athletic population. So there's just a lot of reasons to try different things. But Mm -hmm. I think what becomes problematic is like you said, you have your normal way of eating and then you introduce this brand new diet and people sometimes it works out but a lot of times they quote fail and they're like oh I just I I keep falling off the bandwagon I can't do it I keep failing and in actuality I'm like it's not a reflection of you and your your lack of will here it's just that it probably isn't the right strategy for you it's not the correct bandwagon because we're all we all have these right conditioned behaviors thoughts feelings about food and at some point if you try to then change it completely you eliminate really critical things in in the diet it's like you tell someone oh you can't eat rice because it's is bad or something yeah and then they're like well shit that's what that's my predominant carb source like that's that's not a good strategy so it's kind of like finding the balance in the middle and finding what works well for you, what you, what you hope to do, you know, if your goal is to add more micronutrients, there are strategies beyond just, okay, daily, you have to eat kale and apples. Like there's more than just that, you know?
0: Yeah, I guess. Okay. Speaking of that, do you think it's, oh no, this is, this is a big question. No, we'll get to that one later, but like, actually, no, I want to ask now, do you think it's easier to like quit something or add something new and i know you you like as part of like being a nutrition nutritionist learning how to get people to change their behavior is part of what you have studied so based on the research you've looked at which one is easier dropping a habit or like adding something in and i'm sure it depends but yeah
1: i would argue that adding is not necessarily easier but a better approach. Quitting something I think is really hard because sometimes I think we try to quit things that we don't actually need to quit. Yeah, (laughs) And we're in like direct opposition to. So if somebody says, oh, if you want to be healthy and live your best life, you know, insert garbage title of awful weight loss method here. But I think that if you are telling somebody to quit eating donuts for the rest of your life, I'm that's just not reasonable yeah. or realistic. But if you say, okay, add, add a vegetable to your dinner, you know, what that do you... That just seems easier yeah, to do. Yeah, more approachable. It just
0: seems like you're not... Yeah.
1: It's but less, like, decisive, too. And, you know, it gives you flexibility. It's not like you're saying, you can't do this ever again. Instead, you're saying, like, hey variety and balance
0: yeah exactly and I think even just just looking at my own like routines that I'm in the process of you know making better and all these things something I've tried to do is like read before bed more instead of like looking mm. at my phone because even though sometimes looking at my phone can just be like laughing at dumb stuff on the internet and not <laughs> logging into my work email sometimes it like yep. wins itself to that but instead of being like I'm gonna quit looking at my phone instead being like I'm going to read before bed, it just kind of replaces like a different habit. And that's like a lot more enjoyable. Like Like it's kind of adding something and that naturally is going to take out the thing I wanted to get rid of anyway, if that makes sense. Like that feels a lot better. Well,
1: let me. me ask you this. When you decided to switch out the phone scrolling for reading, did you sit there and go, what else do I like to do that I could replace this with? Like, was that something you actively thought through or did it just kind of work out that way it was almost like an accident
0: where I was just super into the books I was reading and then I just naturally like wanted to decompress by reading them and then I realized that when I was doing that I'd slept a lot better because I wasn't like oh (laughs) weird (laughs) (laughs) like how do I make the most of my sleep couldn't be putting screens away like an hour before I oh no,
1: never. <laughs> never.
0: <laughs> Super obvious advice. But yeah, and then I just realized that that was really nice. And then what I started doing was just not perfect all the time, obviously. Some nights I'm just like too tired to read a book. And then I'm like, nope. All my brain can do right now is like look at dumb stuff. And that's what it is. But just being like, but more days where I like read a book until I'm sleepy and That was just better. So I kind of think I was like motivated to do it anyway because it was something that was enjoyable Um, instead of being like, I'm going to force myself to read a book that I'm not actually that excited about. Instead, it was like, I want to do this instead and this feels good anyway. So, yeah, that
1: was nice. I I really like that. And for everybody listening, Lauren and Mike are the reason that I feel like I read now because (gasps) – La- i mean i've always sort of read but i i also am just a child of the 90s product of my environment where i'm like must watch tv zone <laughs> out and now i feel like i went home and i was like i told my other half i was like oh my god they read so much and all the time they're like i'm gonna go read and i'm like what a concept and i'm like wait can we can we turn on love island instead is that okay <laughs> Love Island's Um, real fun y'all that's what Caitlin and I have been doing this weekend I promise wild ride entertainment anyway we could talk a lot about that as we did with our producer Josh at breakfast today sorry but I really feel like that it's so important to find something that you actually like weird because I think I always tried to read books that like were educational or informative. And I'm like, I spend all day, every day reading research papers or books about nutrition. By the time I get to the evening, I'm like, oh my God, I can't read anything yeah, else. They're fun books. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to read something <laughs> educational, strange. I can read something fun. And I think that's made such a big difference for me. And I yeah i i was able to get through two whole books and had a really great time and the only reason i took a break is because i get to the evening and i'm like zonked out so
0: yeah no that makes that makes tons of sense i'd be interested to see like what the research says but i to me like it's always felt so much easier to like start a new habit and not be as focused on like stopping something else i think like both are valid things to do like obviously there's certain things where it's Yeah, like this would be good if we just like created a an avoidant type habit, but like one has felt easier for me. But I feel like if you like kind of pair the changes together, it well, that brings up an interesting point because I have read research and I think it's pretty intuitive. Like I don't think this will shock anyone. The more stuff you try to change at once, the less likely you are to adhere to any of it. So that's why I really think from a nutrition perspective and a training perspective, I think it's like so much easier to like pick one thing to try to do a little bit better and then like add it in as you go. Um, instead of trying to like change all the things at once in a super extreme way. Well, that's just a lot harder.
1: Yeah. Well, that's kind of why Lauren and I co-host a group program and We used to start with training and nutrition at once. And we realized from our athletes the first round that we were like, oh, right. Got it. Training and nutrition. Like changing it all at once at the exact same time. Very hard. A lot. Because even when I work with athletes who, you know, I give them this long plan. I send them this protocol that's supposed to be this long term, you know, the hope is they can return to it over time and it's supposed to support multiple areas of their wellness and I'm like we will not touch on all of this it's just it's not going to happen this is
0: what the end product looks like and you're gonna take like 14 steps along the way yeah
1: yeah it's like the goal isn't to tack stuff on where it's like if you've never meal prep before I'm not gonna say okay now you have to meal prep every Sunday and oh by the way if you don't eat kale at every meal you're gonna die (laughs) like it's not the way it goes you, you
0: just go have to go from zero to perfect and then if you don't do a perfect you fail yeah i feel like this is the vicious cycle right where Mm -hmm. it's like you take on to and i feel like i see athletes do this all the time i'm sure you do too you like decide to take on everything it's kind of like the thing that happens in january every year right where everyone's like new year new everything and then instead of Making like a sustainable incremental way to like change certain things along the way, you try to like change it all at once and then it like doesn't work, and then you get discouraged, and then you go, I'm just really bad at sticking to things, it's just me, I'm inconsistent, blah blah blah, and then just like yeah. the cycle it's like a just becomes failed suspicious.
1: personality trait. It's Like, no, no, like no. it's just
0: like it was too much for you at once. So, yeah, I think, Caitlin, what is oh, this? This will be interesting, and I can answer this on the training side too. Like, what does What are the characteristics of sustainable changes? Like how, like what's like the tiniest step that you wanted someone to take and how long has it taken them to do that? Like, what does that look like? If you want to give an example, maybe. Yeah.
1: So the two, there are generally two things that we, we need in order to make a habit change. And that could be forming or, you know, if you really don't like something that you do, there there are two things that you need, bottom line. So this okay. is where I start with all my clients without actually being like, you need to do these two things. Um, we, <laughs> but now we're telling you. But, but now you know. Um, so number one, you need to r- decrease resistance to change or ambivalence. Yeah. So you need to actually encourage someone to say like, hey, this is probably why you might want to stop smoking, for example, like here's yep. all of the information.
0: Because weed's legal now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, just kidding. <laughs> I kid. Sorry, go on.
1: Yeah, why do Nick? why nicotine when like- there's, anyway, not a promotion. <laughs> <laughs>
0: someone get me a muzzle, Jesus. <laughs>
1: oh my God. Uh- go on uh next um so number two you have to increase your confidence in your ability or self-efficacy so that could be like if somebody doesn't want to change let's stick with smoking if they're like well I know why I should quit but I don't think I can I've tried before I failed I'm nervous I'm I like I'm scared that it'll change my identity or, you know, whatever the reason is, but you really need to educate and then also improve confidence that it's possible. So with those two things in mind, we pick things that are realistic, sustainable, something that you can tackle right now. And that could be as simple as, again, smoking. Okay, smoke one less cigarette a day because of these reasons. But ultimately I'm not going to give the the person the reasons. I want it to be a behavior change or a goal that they have for themselves. So I'm never going to sit there and be like, here are the goals that I think are best. It actually, you know, I give them this whole plan. They choose what is the most important to them right out the gate. Because if, if I'm like, oh yeah, change your sports nutrition habits and they're like oh but actually i really want to improve my gut health i'm like okay well i'm not going to start with sports nutrition then if that's not number one
0: yep exactly yeah i think that so basically it's like you need to you need to like believe you can change and then yeah okay let me i'll tell you like a quick story so i i used there was this app that i got like advertised to and it was basically just like an app about building like better habits like blah 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 It was a really elegant app. I didn't end up like sticking with it just because whatever, but like it had a lovely interface. I think it was called like fabulous or something. I don't know. I'm not affiliated with them obviously because I'm (laughs) openly talking about how I like quit doing it. But anyways, the first thing, (laughs) like the first thing it has you do though, it's like before we try to build any extravagant habits, we just, before you pick up your phone in the morning, drink a glass of water. It has you do this for seven days. And if you can like log that you did this for seven days, it'll give you like a slightly more involved habit. So then the second one was like eating breakfast, but then like, it gives you this nice message after you like do it for seven days where you just like drink water before whatever. And it's like, look, you just proved to yourself that you can build a new habit and change the way you operate and like add a new thing in. And like, this is proof. If you can make this small change, like there's plenty of other changes that you're totally capable of making. And I thought that was really cool. And I am a thousand percent sure that there's like research behind like why this step made sense. Mm -hmm. But I feel like when it comes to like your nutrition or your training or whatever, sometimes maybe what needs to happen is you just need to add a little tweak to what you're doing to get you. Like if you're going from I have never trained before and I just do whatever at the gym to a full training plan. And some people can do this and they're like psyched and ready to start a training plan. But some people it's like, yeah, yeah. especially if you don't have external help, like going right to like a full training plan situation is way too much. You can make little changes where it's like, I'm going to use my hangboard twice a week. And like that can be a small change you can make and then do that for a month. And then if you can like add more complexity and like more stuff after that, that's great. Like I'd so much rather athlete start small with a change to their routine actually execute it feel good about what they've done see some results from what they've done and then add more stuff than like starting something super complicated and like involved that doesn't actually work with their schedule and then falling off and then just going oh training sucks it's too much and it's not for me like you can make very little changes that will add up especially if you've never really trained before and that's going to be so much more effective and less frustrating than yeah trying to like change all
1: the things at once i feel like so you've told me about this with some of the athletes you've worked with where it's like i think a lot of us get into this mindset trap where we're like oh, I have to be going as hard as possible, hustling like crazy and like making myself just so exhausted in order to succeed. So can you, can you speak on that a little bit? Because I know we've had this conversation where it's like, you don't have to do that level of training to to have the results that you want. I'd love yeah. to hear your thoughts.
0: Yeah. So this is something that I feel like I work on and like harp on my athletes about kind of all the time because, you know, like obviously if they've like stepped up to work with me, like they want to make a change and they want to like train and do all these things. But some of them will like, you know, tell me <laughs> it's like they'll tell me in their intake form, like I have all this time, blah, blah, blah. And then like life starts happening. And then they're like, oh, wait, actually, this is becoming like more difficult than I thought. And I'm like, cool, we're just going to scale this back. Or I start saying, hey, I just want you to show up to the gym and do what you can. Because the whole point of training, like I really don't. <laughs> like if you're looking at if you're looking at like a 4 weeks to stronger whatever or 4 weeks to fitness like that's great. If you're really just in a position where you're like, yeah, I'm going on a trip in 4 weeks, like life's been happening and now I got a month to get ready and like this is what it is. Great. Do that thing. But I really want you to look at climbing as like a kind of a lifelong pursuit of getting better. And if you're looking at it that way, like this idea of building sustainable habits that are like good for the way you operate in your climbing is going to help a lot more in the long run than doing like random quick fix things every six months when you feel like it right so that's why i'm kind of with my athletes even if it's like oh yeah like it's week three in a row of only getting like some of the sessions done like whatever i'm still like okay but if you're like 70 percent compliant and you're getting it done and showing up when you're tired and showing up when work ran late and all these things like if you want to be I really okay I really love this book um Atomic Habits oh my by God, James best Clear book. so good I feel like that inspires a lot of just like, everyone my, should
1: be born and receive re, yeah this and, like this should be like a born required
0: gift. reading for eighth grade um it's <laughs> just like or pick a grade I don't know whenever you it's great but anyways like one of the lessons in it is it's change your identity to change your habits so anytime so basically like the goal instead of being like I want to train you're like I'm a climber who trains consistently and that's oh. your identity or like I'm a climber who consistently puts in effort to get better hmm. and if that's your identity then oh well if I'm a person that consistently shows up to get better then I'm gonna go to the gym even when I don't feel like it or I'm gonna go to the gym and get what I can done even if it's not gonna be perfect instead of being like oh I want to train or like I'm on a training plan right now like if you change your identity in the way you think of yourself it's gonna be easier and just make more sense to be like oh well because this is who I am as a climber like I'm gonna show up and do it so
1: yeah I think that's interesting too because I I feel like one of the things that I work through with some of my athletes actually like a, a big majority when I first started working with climbers and athletes was that I had to actually like remind them that hey you they are athletes. athletes. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, <laughs> uh, you have to eat more. And just by nature of what what you do. And I think that always kind of throws people for a loop when they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, especially in climbing, because it is such a unique sport. I think we all kind of forget that that it is, you know, one, a sport. And two, if you do it consistently, you, you are an athlete in the sport. It, it's just like a different mindset shift if you will
0: yeah totally yeah getting people to like think of themselves as athletes and like think of themselves as people who like, show up to get better as yeah. this sport is that's a whole mindset shift in and of itself yeah Ooh, good well how are you feeling i'm feeling like I might be ready for a little uh little break what do you think
1: yeah let's get down
0: taking a break for another segment of Nutrition, in which I read a fitness or health article from the internet and have Caitlin break down the good, the bad, and the ugly. Today's, today's segment of Nutrition, I think I have elevated the quality of content at least slightly because this article does, in fact, cite actual research papers. Whether or not they're good okay. papers is, I'm sure, up for debate, but with that, let's let's dig into this article titled Simple Habits. See, habits on theme. Very good, Lauren. Good job. Gold star for me. Good searching. Simple Habits to Lose Weight Without Trying So Hard. Backed by Science. Are you ready, Caitlin? I don't think you're going to hate the whole thing this time. I think you'll be a mixed bag. I'll be halfsies. You'll be halfsies. Okay. Okay. I'm going to read just like the the headline of each one on the list and then if you want me to read more you just stop me and let me know um and then buzzer as you will all right stop me with the buzzer okay i'm ready great all right let's do it once you build these habits into your daily routine you won't have to think twice about trying to lose weight boy even the simplest and most effective weight loss plans can come unhinged if you allow yourself to break (laughs) the pattern we we are creatures of habit and after all, those habits will either help us stay lean or cause us to gain weight. But even if you don't currently have a weight loss plan, there's a way to get started on your weight loss journey without coming up with a structured program. In fact, all you need to do is pick a couple of healthy habits that once started will help you see returns on your weight loss for years to come.
1: Can I just make a quick comment? This yeah, is not totally. a buzzer, but I hate that there's literally two sides, not a middle. It's like you're either lean or like, you're You're overweight. like trying to lose weight for years. Yeah, it's like, like okay, what? well maybe A of all approach sucks. B of all it's fat phobia or something yeah, else totally. that's like holding you back. Or C of all, why like literally, why is there no middle ground? Why yeah, is it? Yeah, not either- like you
0: can use some of these things to lose a little bit of weight and then you'll probably be fine and you can like not have to keep these habits forever. Yeah, that's kinda how I felt. I mean, I like that it's like pro habit forming I think that's yeah. good but I think it's very strange how it's just like yep and you'll just have to keep these weight loss habits forever until you shrivel up into nothing because that's how that works so it's crazy yep
1: yeah, yeah. wait at- okay,
0: okay another aside before I get further into this I just googled healthy nutrition habits and there was nothing that was just like how to get micronutrients because it's just like good for you know just like stuff that's just like normal health related mm-hmm. everything was weight loss like, it was just a quick oh Google search. It was, like, everything was, like, healthy equals weight loss. And
1: I'm, like, this is bananas. Like, it's for just... For everyone listening, weight loss is not synonymous with, with health. health. At all. Yeah. So, anyways... That's a whole other topic. All right. Stepping all right. off the
0: old soapbox for item number one on this list of <laughs> 20 things. Don't cheat on weekends.
1: Immediately, no. Immediately, no. Immediately, um, no. So... The idea of a cheat day, to me, just sucks because it's like, okay, you spend your whole week thinking about, I think I I call out donuts a lot, but as everyone might know, donuts are my thing, so. Um, Not
0: my thing because I can't eat them, so... <laughs>
1: Well, everybody needs to get on the gluten-free donut train. Make some gluten-free
0: Jeez. donuts and send them to me. <laughs> ah, I'll talk about them on here. I, lo- I talk about butter all the time. Send me
2: some
1: donuts. Okay, yes. Go on. Sorry. Okay. So, but it, it's like, okay, so you tell somebody the whole week, like, no, none donuts for you. And then you get to the weekend and, oh, surprise, you can eat all donuts all day, every day. It's like, well, what does that teach you? Just
0: developing like an insecurity attachment to donuts
1: yeah you're not like oh i'm a person who enjoys donuts occasionally rather than like i am literally neurotic about donuts on my cheat day and if anyone comes in my way i will i will scream you know it's not it's just not sustainable like you don't have to have a cheat day also there's no real such thing as like Cheating on a diet, Blech, yeah, barf, it's just like, kind
0: of like not. I feel like the the verbiage of like cheating is like adds morality to like yeah food, and I'm like we gotta eat to yeah. It's a whole thing, anyways. Lots to unpack there, oh but there's more. There yeah. are 19 more things on this oh list, and I don't God. think we have time for all, all of them. Right, so I'll keep going. Number two, make sure to eat breakfast. Yeah. Alright, we'll yes, let it slide. That's, um, no, that very one's important. good. <laughs> Just kidding, not even sliding. Good alright, fine. We'll leave that one alone. Yay, breakfast. Breakfast <laughs> is good. Okay, this <clears>
1: one's
0: <throat> Eat dessert with a fork instead of a spoon. Do you want me to read the the little part at the bottom? because inter- there's, there's more to this. All right, let's hear it. Okay. A 2016 study at the University of South Florida found that when people ate chocolate cake with a spoon, they ate more of it and underestimated the number of calories they were consuming. When they okay, used a Florida. fork, they consumed less and were better able to guess
1: how much they'd eaten. <sighs> Can we study something else? Yeah. <laughs> I just have a big sigh to that one because no... And, like, okay, well, what about a spork? What about... Yeah, if you eat it with a knife, you can't get enough on the freaking silverware, so anyway Um, not literally ridiculous okay continue
0: yeah i mean it's a real study you can look it up i'll i'll have to remember to link this in the show notes wait the title of the research paper was forks over spoons the impact of cutlery on calorie estimates um yeah and the journal of the association for consumer research january 2016 so you can look that one up but i just feel Mm. uh, i don't know Okay, I guess but what if it doesn't work like that for pie like I just mm, there's different types of desserts with different consistencies
1: Yeah, also, I'm not going to eat certain foods with a fork versus a knife. It's just not practical. So yeah, exactly All right. Yep. next (laughs) weird tip. All
0: right number four sleep
1: through the night Mm, Yeah definitely yeah that'll help why why is every other one why is that a
0: habit that seems like kind of just a normal end goal
1: yeah like who's
0: like oh I love setting an alarm for 2am to go like take the garbage out yeah that they just had to get up to 20 didn't they well number 5 moving on snack on almonds okay (laughs) I didn't
1: buzz but I I would like to yeah do um... it (laughs) i just was unpacking it while you were saying it and i think that was the problem so i actually had a client shout out to this client you know exactly who you are when you hear this but she mentioned to me that we were talking about her like pre and post workout snacks and i was like well you know is there something that you can keep in your car that you could have after your session you know if you if you're not like you know preparing ahead of time she's like oh i always keep this bag of uh, raw almonds in my back seat and i was like okay and how often do you remember they're there she goes oh almost never <laughs> i was like well <laughs> weird uh i would never want to eat those either so yeah. almonds are a great food not hating on almonds yeah, but almonds are great in terms of saying like almonds are the only snack that's healthy not true also if you don't like almonds doesn't it literally means they're not a good snack for you i'm also watching stubby the corgi make a nest for himself right now oh, in yeah. a fuzzy unicorn blanket it's really distracting. next number six number
0: six okay number six is like i'll rip a couple of these are like actually pretty good i started like scrolling down so let me scroll let me scroll back up. Okay. 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 Please hold. Scroll. Scroll in. Scroll in down. The river. Okay. <laughs> Read notes of positive enforcement. Number six.
1: I like it. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm, in, I'm about I'm,
0: it. I'm into that for, like, climbing. I'm into that for, like, everything. Mm-hmm. This one's weird. Snack after, not before lunch. This one
1: comes with a study as well. I... I don't have enough time to unpack. Next, that's weird. Yeah, that's
0: weird. I'm like, you don't know my schedule. Leave me alone. Also,
1: you can snack whenever the hell you want. So, next.
0: Okay, put your fork down
1: between bites. There's a lot I have to say about that because uh, I think for slowing down, if you're a fast eater, yes, but also it feels like if you have to be like okay i'm taking a bite i'm putting my fork down now i'm chewing now i'm picking up my fork it, i think it just makes it chaotic <laughs> i'm a little overwhelmed even saying that i know so. i'm
0: like can you imagine i'm like that's so loud what if you're a clanker when you place things down Clinker. Like, clink 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 <laughs> <laughs>
2: Right. It's annoying. Yeah. How are you going to go on
0: a date like that? They're going to be like, what are you doing? Oh, wow. Swipe on the <laughs> <one. laughs> <laughs> Wait. Okay. I do have a question about this because I feel okay. like there is some merit to like, I'm yeah, sure that yeah. getting people to like eat mindfully and like totally. enjoy their food is nice. Like, yeah. But I feel like, yeah. I mean, I feel like I see what they're getting at. Um, and now I will pick on my other half, Michael. Okay. So Mike grew up as one of five. Yes. And as he grew up. Something that would happen was kind of, it was sort of like a competitive eating situation with five hungry people, uh, five hungry children at the dinner table. And I feel like he still eats like someone's about to take the rest of the food away from him. <laughs> he eats so fast. Like, I look over and I'm like, how'd you do that? Like, are we setting records today? Like, and I'm not a slow eater, but my God, like, do you think it's a pr- like, is it a problem? Like, yeah. What are your thoughts? Uh, not just for Michael, but for fast eaters
1: in general. So, it's definitely better to chew more slowly, take smaller bites, because eating quickly and, you know, maybe too much before you've had time to realize can cause a lot of stomach upset, indigestion, and that's where you might start to experience some discomfort. Mm-hmm. So, that's that's usually why it's it's not recommended, obviously, because we don't want to be uncomfortable after we eat. But... I, I mean, I think all you can really do, you know, be mindful, eat dinner away from the TV, try and chew between bites. But also like those recommendations get, I think, a little bit like logistical too. So do, do what works for you. But, you know, bring some mindfulness. Yeah, like
0: working on like thinking about how your food tastes good seems like a instead of just like mindlessly eating seems like a good thing instead to do. of forking down There's instead no of things. just like clankety clank 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 with your fork <laughs> yeah it's like an absurd way to operate all right i'll finish it out with a good one this this new trash in wasn't fully fully trash not as bad as some other trash we'll get into later on but yeah, number 12 sure. i think is my favorite on this list so that i think you know I'll, i'm excited to hear your opinion but number 12 is hassle your doctor
1: Ooh, I had my buzzer ready, but that's not a buzzer. Right, buzzer-able. I know. I'm One. like, this is actually
0: good news. So yeah. go yeah,
1: oh yeah, big fan of being your own advocate because I definitely know a lot of people I've worked with who will say, obviously not all all doctors are are the same, but not I think all
0: doctors, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like
1: I know many who are, are wonderful, but I think a lot of the like old school thinking line of thought about like weight, BMI, weight loss all of that, that the whole can of worms yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you have you have doctors who won't test for certain things that people are genuinely interested in you have doctors who assume will just, all your problems will go away if you lose weight which is yeah not how or they it works. flat out say like oh you should lose weight and it's like okay well you don't actually know like you're not referring this person to a nutritionist per se And you're not giving them the tools to do this on their own so I often recommend my clients be their own advocate because of course it's outside of my scope of practice to diagnose or to really investigate everything that's going on so I'll encourage them to go see their doctors and then when their doctors kind of shrug it off I'm like well be your own advocate get a second opinion because you know it it might be reasonable and helpful. And that's sometimes what you have to do. I've had to do it. I've, yeah, had to do my own like investigation work. And instead of freaking out and being like, oh my God, do I have a thyroid disorder? Why won't my eyebrows stop falling out? I found somebody We have to
0: circle back to that later. Yeah. Yeah, Whoa. that's a later concept.
1: <laughs> like, you're just going to speed past that <laughs> like that. Like <laughs> day in the life, Lauren. Oh my god. <laughs> but then it's like okay, find somebody who actually will listen to you and investigate and like if you're someone who does worry and you have a doctor who's like, "Oh, just, you know, shut up, you're a hypochondriac." <laughs> just find a better doctor who will yeah. listen to you. That's yeah. important. So- totally.
0: Ooh, I have a horror story that just like makes me laugh, especially Kaylen having worked with me as I like fixed my gut for real but in high school is when I started having all my gut problems and I literally like would be laid up on the couch for hours at a time with stomach aches when I would eat and of course I was like applying to college and I was a teenage girl <laughs> and I was a type a person I was in like 14 different after school activities blah oh blah, blah. but anyways go to the doctor and they're like we think you're just stressed and then like come to find out my like gut has been riddled with an h pylori infection for years and it took two years to eradicate that and they didn't take they didn't test anything they didn't look into it they didn't do shit and like my mom doesn't like my mom doesn't know everything they just gave me like a random diet that was like it was terrible anyways yeah i wish i would have
1: yeah i'm just but
0: it's unbelievable that they're like you're just
1: stressed yeah getting a diagnosis can take so long for many things and like two doctor's credits it's honestly i think they're under the the disaster of insurance so that's another whole issue but we, we can close out there with new yeah. the trash. In. I actually but, think this article was a. Uh, yeah, half I know. I
0: didn't pick the trashiest one. This one was like, you know, it's got some problems, but it's got some gems. It's a yep. mixed bag.
1: Mixed bag all around. Balance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know. <laughs> awesome. oh boy. Well, that closes out another segment of new trash. In. And now back to the show. going to round this episode out by giving you all some actionable tips about breaking and forming habits so caitlin which one do you want to start with
1: let's talk about i think arguably you could use both for both both for both but for breaking habits i really like to use a method that i've coined the stop drop and roll method Ooh, okay tell me more
0: is this about firefighters (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) weird okay never i have a good story about firefighters
1: anyways (laughs) we can do that later Uh, tell me more okay so (laughs) this is the action of recognizing when you're doing something you don't maybe like a lot mm. maybe it's not your favorite thing yep figuring out why it's happening and then replacing it with a different action Ooh,
0: okay I like that. I feel like I kind of did this yeah I did this so, okay yes let me give you an example
1: cool say you're trying to stop negative self-talk mm. so you bring awareness to the thought you try and understand why you're having these thoughts yeah so like what's the context who were you with what mm-hmm. were you doing Yep. where you know where uh and then you replace those with maybe a positive or neutral uh reframe so that you can turn that false statement into a positive truth so something that's actually real okay so Ooh, what's an
0: example of this like
1: yeah so a good example is let's say we're climbing we have a really bad day yeah and we go I suck and I can't do this. Yep. Which then, you know, maybe you sit there and think about it. You're like, "Okay, I recognize that I'm saying this about myself. Let's unpack it." And you yep. might think like, "Okay, I'm I didn't sleep well. I forgot my snack." my friend sent my project and like, I'm happy for them (laughs) stoke all around, but also God damn it. And then you, you just kind of like get yourself in this spiral. But Mm -hmm. if you stop and recognize like, okay, these were possibly the stimuli for that thought process, then you can say, okay, well that's not true. I don't suck. I had a lot of things that have been going on today. And also it's
0: okay to have a bad day and you can still have a bad day and be a good rock climber. It's
1: totally fine. Like, It's okay. It's a challenge for me today. Moving on next. And like I'll be able to come back and like potentially have a better day the next time I train. Yep. So it's like you're just essentially shifting the mindset, stopping it, replacing it either with like a an action reframe or mm-hmm. a mindset reframe. Certainly not an overnight fix. Takes time, but it's a good tool to have in your your tool yeah. chest. Ooh, OK.
0: Let me get, can I give you another one? I'm like, yeah. I? OK, I'm just like, what are all the bad things that I do every day? No, what do uh, I tell myself? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or just like, OK, one thing I feel like I am maybe not the best about is mindlessly opening up my work email so what would you say is like a like how would i stop drop and roll that if you want to like
1: break that down for everyone okay so you say you open up your work email and you're going i'm opening up my work email and i said (laughs) i wouldn't do this so you bring awareness you stop and then think about a couple things that you can do to maybe change that action okay. or like things that you can tell yourself so okay actions I'm gonna instead put my work email down whether it be on my laptop or phone and mm-hmm. go do something else like wash the dishes or just yeah. simply like get up take and,
0: like three deep breaths instead of mindlessly like yeah. anxious checking exactly
1: yeah. or you could say you know this isn't that productive for me I kind of need a break and I you know I've, I've done enough today and I'm gonna walk away yeah and then you kind of you roll with that, you yeah. know? You just shift it where it's like, okay, this isn't serving me right now. I'm going to walk away.
0: Yeah. Ooh, I like that. That's a good one. And then I feel like also kind of like what I talked about at the beginning of the episode where I was like, I want to stop being on my phone before bed, so mm-hmm. I'm going to like recognize that I'm doing that, replace it with reading a book, yeah. and then I've been like rolling with that. So yeah, I really Perfect. like this method. I think that makes a ton of sense. And I think it also, you know, takes the whole like how can I replace this Maybe like less than great behavior with something that's actually going to serve me. So, totally makes yeah. tons Stop of sense. Stop, drop, and roll. Stop, y'all. drop, and roll. Hell yeah. Okay. What about forming habits? Caitlin's full of the cute. <laughs> yeah.
1: I have some cute little uh, acronyms here. Did you, did you make this one up? I or did. Says- oh, yeah, you did.
0: So, We're an acronym
1: team around here. Acronym I got queens. my
0: smorgles. Caitlin's <laughs> got this one. Okay. Tell me. <laughs> Tell us about this one.
1: So sore is the one that I like to use for forming new habits. And I kind of like to think of these as more of like journal prompts or focal points, possibly for like deep breathing or meditation, you know, whatever is the option yeah. for you but essentially we start with shadow work which is bringing awareness to hidden parts of yourself like mm-hmm. hidden behaviors conditioned okay. thoughts. can you give
0: like an example of like what that could be
1: yeah so essentially like inner child things or things that happened in your past that make you who you are today so okay. someone like it doesn't have to be bad it could yeah. just be like oh my mom told me that eggs are bad so therefore I think I've, eggs are bad yeah like, yeah I don't but yeah you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, you or know, like
0: okay things like that where you're like you don't really like think about this as an inherent part of yourself but just baseline assumptions like is this almost like baseline assumptions that you have or just like ways of operating that are just kind of happening in the background that we mean yeah
2: like so talk
1: of okay interesting. this goes into they're all I would say they, they come together as a complete package. So we'll continue on that. Okay, cool. So you're bringing awareness to those parts of yourself that make you who you are today. Okay. Then you go into open ended questions. So things like why, what, how, so why am I nervous about starting a new habit? Mm, Okay. What's holding me back? how can i make this possible for me
0: what am i afraid of if i like start doing this and fail like things yeah okay totally
1: yeah Mm, and then next you go into affirmations and these aren't necessarily they're not they don't have to be positive they're not Mm -hmm. negative but they could be neutral and they're things like this is possible for me today. I am capable of change. Yeah. I trust myself to accomplish my goals for today. Or, you know, it could be something like that where it's like, self, you got this. All good. <laughs> pat yourself on your
0: back. Yep. backpack
1: for sure. In yourself. And finally, okay. you round out with reflection Mm. so actually it's self-reflection but uh that doesn't fit in the soar soar method so anyway Um, (laughs) soar your way to have it change um so when you reflect so i use this definitely as a journal prompt or thought exercise but for me it helps to write it down on paper because maybe i want to think about something that happened or i want to express gratitude in more of like a tangible way for something that happened like Oh, I, I was walking out of the grocery store. My bag totally ripped and all my stuff spilled everywhere. And somebody came by and gave me another bag and helped. Mm-hmm. And I want to like reflect on that positive moment because that yeah. made me feel really good. Maybe something frustrating happened at work and you want to just vent and put it out there. So just put it on paper. Mm-hmm. Be done with it. Let it go. Yeah. And essentially when you put all of these things together, obviously some of them are maybe more singular time points yeah but some of them are long-term and even the way that you feel about say a habit you could think through like okay what's holding me back you know why what in my past made me feel this way what can I do to hopefully move myself in that direction and how can I continue to reinforce that with some reflection change
0: okay so this makes sense so this is kind of like like if you're starting a new habit instead of just like flippantly being like I'm going to do this thing now. Like maybe just taking (laughs) a little bit of time to like kind of sift through, like to make sure that to understand, like really understand on a deeper level, like why you're starting this habit reflect on like what could potentially be some like roadblocks as you do it and like figure out why it's important to you. So is this something you would do like at the beginning of a habit forming process and maybe it's something to like check in with yourself as you like go about the process of forming a habit?
1: So I think that this is a, a skill best built over time. So mm-hmm. I don't typically sit there and say like, okay, identify your sore acronym every <sighs> single day. Instead. It's like, okay, well, why do you feel that way about yeah. this? Say type of food or action. Like why, you know, let's, let's do some shadow work. And I, I don't even title it like today's shadow work session. <laughs> it's instead encouraging you to think about your own thoughts, feelings, and behaviors and encouraging you to then think about it in terms of like, okay, what are, what are the things that are holding myself back that, that I'm Yeah. You know, that like doing? could be
0: changed and like, what can I do about it? No, that yeah. totally.
1: And also it helps you identify the habits that are appropriate for you. Cause yeah. sometimes we set habit goals for ourselves that just are not realistic. Yeah.
0: That brings me to like one, one thing I want to talk about before we close this episode out is like what? Cause I feel like sometimes we'll say like, we're i'm gonna start this habit but then we don't talk about when's the habit gonna end because sometimes like you (laughs) don't need to have like starting a habit going and then i guess i'll just do this until i die sounds like a lot like how would you do you think it's smart to like when you start a habit go i'm gonna try this for a certain amount of time and see if it works like think of everything as more of a trial period instead of just being like this is something i'm gonna do forever like i'm sure it depends but maybe that would like help people overcome the hump of like starting something new and then also like recognize that there will be an evaluation of is this habit actually helping or is this not actually what I was looking for at all?
1: Yeah, that's a a really good point and question. I I actually feel like something that you've talked about before with goal setting, you, you really emphasize the point that goals can and Should shift over time to kind of meet where you are in that moment. And I think the same goes for habits too. It's like, okay, habit while I'm in my really busy fall work period is like, okay, maybe, you know, don't stay up scrolling late on my phone. Maybe during that time, it's just go to bed without touching my phone. Whereas in my slower times, like I don't have to feel like I need to be as like regimented bound- about yeah that. like more boundary oriented
0: yeah I think that makes a ton of sense so yeah I guess like the other takeaway here is as you start a habit it's okay to be like yeah this habit I think will probably make sense for the next month or two and then I'm gonna evaluate it or like yeah it's gonna make sense for the next three or four weeks and then we'll see like if it's actually helping or not but I think that yeah, will also I- help help anyone listening sort of overcome the idea that you have to like do it forever or that these that these these golden ways of operating as yeah, a human being like
1: don't have to know right out the gate to like oh let's see it you know if if you're picking good habits and goals for yourself hopefully they're tailored to you your goals your needs you know yeah
0: yeah i think like the if i had to say one last thing about this it's just actually take a look at what your life is like and pick things that will work. Like if you're already looking at it and just you can see from 10 miles away that it's going to be really, really ridiculous to do, find a way to make it easier on yourself or like pick something else. Because if it already seems like it's going to be ridiculous
1: when you talk about it,
0: imagine actually doing it. Yeah,
1: very good point, Lauren. I feel like we yeah we've done all we can with some habits yeah here, that's all so... we have we
0: can never talk about habits again no just kidding There's yeah some more to well for said, the sake but... of
1: changing our habit let's stop talking we're gonna stop. and close out we're gonna stop
0: <laughs> dropping. roll on to the rest of we're our day we're gonna soar into the <laughs> rest of our day soaring away from you guys all right well with that i hope you enjoyed this episode of the average climber podcast and until next time
1: catch you on the flippity flop <laughs>
2: flippity flip
0: and keep it average <laughs>
2: Hey, Caitlin here. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion on habit change. I have some exciting announcements to share with you along with our production credits, tired of the DIY approach to training. Want a custom plan designed just for you. Lauren has your back starting June 28th, Lauren's 12 week custom training plans are $200 off y'all. This never happens, but get in while you can because spots are extremely limited. Tap the link in our show notes to apply. Want to master your understanding of what actually influences body composition changes? I am collaborating with Emily Smith, the outdoor nutritionist to bring you a Body Comp Pro, a 90-minute masterclass that explores holistic approaches to body comp changes. Join us live on June 28th at 5 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time or watch the recording later. You'll also receive a free ebook to support what you learn in the class. Enrollment is $27 and you can tap the link in our show notes to grab your seat. And don't forget, you can book a free 15 minute clarity call with me, Caitlin, by tapping the link in our show notes. If you've wanted to make changes to your nutrition habits, but don't know where to start, let's chat more. The Average Climber Podcast is hosted by me, Caitlin, and my co-host, Lauren. You can find us on Instagram at The Average Climber Podcast for antics between episodes and updates on when new episodes are coming out. You can also find me on Instagram at Dirtbag Nutritionist and Lauren on her Instagram over at Good Spray Coaching. The show is produced by Josh Hafley with our favorite furry production assistant, Stubby the Corgi. The music for this episode was created by Devin Dabney of the American Climbing Project. Make sure you check out his podcast if you haven't already. You'll laugh, you'll learn, and you will introspect. The Average Climber podcast is a part of the Plugtone Audio Collective head on over to PlugToneAudio.com or at PlugToneAudio on Instagram to learn more about the other great shows on this network. See you next time. And until then, keep it average.